The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Transformation with Laota Rasul and Ahad Rasul. In this program, you will activate the changes that need to be made in your life through the processes of cleaning, clearing, and reconnection with your own divinity. It's time to begin the process to heal yourself. Now, here are your hosts, Laota and Ahad Rasul. Good morning, family, and welcome to Transformation with Laota Rasul. I'm Ahad Rasul, your co-host. I'd like to let everyone know that you can download the mobile app for easy listening to the show. That app is Voice America Talk Radio Network. Once again, the app is Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now, the topic for today's show is We Are Our Frequency. I'd like to invite everyone to call in with questions, comments, or anything you have to share regarding the topic. Now, there's, uh, there's plenty of ways to dissect this uh, topic of frequency. Here at DNA Replicate, we have, we've developed over 20 frequency waters that help everyone add valuable, very important frequencies into our lives. However, we want to talk about today how to interact with these frequencies in our everyday life where we can live in the frequencies that we want to and we can stay away from or not fall victim to the frequencies, the low frequencies that we are not a fond of or we're not interested in being in. So to introduce the inspiration of the show and the person who's going to give us a lot of deep information on this, Miss Lau Tarasu, my lovely mother, good morning. <laughs> Greetings, salutations, and in Lakesh, everyone. And welcome to... Um, Voice America, Seventh Wave. We are very happy to be here, and we're happy to welcome you here today. This discussion is really um, a discussion that I think most of us have real intent and personal experience with. The idea of, first, let's talk about energy, which is um, part of what the discussion about frequency is. And all energy has consciousness. Consciousness is an awareness that a thing is aware, of being aware. Love, which is the substance of the universe and um, one of the ultimate uh, energies we're talking about, is uh, part of this topic. Light is a distortion of love or a step down or an octave of that. Well, light and other energies react to human consciousness and they change their appearance and behavior as a result of this influence. And this is something that has been scientifically proven. And so this, this is something that's in our consciousness and we're aware of for many years now. We are more evolved to perceive the energies or the frequencies of matter and slower energies than we are of pure light. And however, we can become attuned and to we can prepare ourselves, our minds and our bodies to function at a very high lo- level of 
of a conduit so that we can be conductors of this healing and restorative properties of certain frequencies. So this is something that we're going to talk about is the idea that we're always involved with that. In fact, we are eternal, um, infinite beings wrapped up in finite material, which is a very interesting dynamic because we're, we're all one with the universe. We're these eternal spiritual experiences but we're in human reality in the third dimension we are wrapped in the material of things that come apart the individual elements of uh, minerals and vitamins and bones and tissue and things that have been slowed down to the level of physical matter so it's a challenging and interesting phenomena for us to look at so we're always in intimate relationship and close association with this phenomena. Our purpose is to expand our energy and to vitalize the energy so that we can accumulate personal power. And this is very specific to what I do as a shaman. Our purpose is to uh, grow and accumulate personal power through our impeccability or our working with the principles of the universe and the laws of the universe. So it is our uh, duty, so to say, to teach others to accumulate and vitalize their own energy to grow their own personal power. What I find is that we often don't know what we like in terms of frequency because we cannot reach a frequency that's above where we are without having made certain uh, adjustments in our thinking. But I often find that we do like what we know. So in the bandwidth of what most of us operate in on a daily basis. We're working with the bandwidth of the frequencies that we've experienced in our individual lifetimes or in our individual environments in our schools and with those who we know. And this is a very limited or very small portion of what's available in frequency or in this um, third dimension and in the universe at large. There are many, many, many frequencies that we may not be familiar with that are not part of our day-to-day experience or part of what our parents experienced. So so are you saying that we have a general grouping of frequencies that we interact with on a regular basis? And then if there are other frequencies that we are interested in living in or experiencing that we have to do something to get to accomplish or get into those frequencies? We do, and it's not a complicated process, but the fact of the matter is that we live in this soup of all kinds of frequencies and all kinds of consciousness. However, we generally are what is familiar to us, what our parents thought, what we think, what our friends and family and the um, part of the world that we live in, what those current frequencies are is the frequencies that we most often Uh, find ourselves in and so we often find ourselves in the same predicament as everyone else around us Mm. but you know all things are frequency and energy is all power it cannot be created it cannot be destroyed it exists and it moves into form and it moves from form uh, out of form energy is multi-dimensional it has a holographic consciousness and what that means is holographic means that in every aspect of all bits of energy is the whole of the entire universe or it's in every gram of it hologram is the whole of it 
So all energy is vibrating, it's moving, it's going to and fro, it's, com- it's continuous, it's in a cycle. And the more cycles completed in one second, the higher the frequency. The more the cycles slow down, the more it comes closer to physical matter that is vibrating, but the vibration is at the subatomic particle level. So the high frequency, what are high frequencies compared to low frequencies? Well, we want to look at this without any judgment as to negative and positive, but we're reason, the reason we're saying high and low is that the cycles that I just talked about per second can be actually measured with science. And we can see that um, if we are at a, a low level of, of sadness and uh, depression and unhappiness, that the cycles per second are on the scale, the numeric scale, lower than the frequencies of, say, joy or enlightenment, which are in the 700 to 1000 range or in the 600 range or love is in the 500 range. And these are are um, scientifically proven countable uh, cycles per second. So we're using the numbers as high and low, not as a uh, Good or bad. Yeah, not as good or bad. So we don't want to really look at it that way because um, often a lower frequency gives us an opportunity to catapult ourselves into a higher frequency. So we don't want to attach negative and positive to it, but we do want to make sure that you know that there there are ways to scientifically prove this, that this is something that, of course, the indigenous people of the world have always known and been able to identify but we're using science and the original understandings of people to bring this to you today's for better comprehension so really what we want to talk about is how we can experience happiness how we can experience some of the more beneficial and healing frequencies because most of the world and most of our uh, third dimension is ruled by a, a very limited bandwidth So one of the things that we're doing is we're um, showing people and teaching people and bringing to people's awareness the idea that you can transform your experience by exposing yourself to frequencies that are possibly above the television or above the radio stations and above the ones that you interact with on a daily basis. And we talked last week about Ho'oponopono, which is one uh, transformational tool. And uh, also, I wanted to share that there's an, if there were only one spiritual practice in, to change you, one of the ways that, that um, I think is the most powerful is to make yourself available for the practice of gratitude. Because gratitude automatically grows happiness in direct proportion to the amount of gratitude that you have for a thing. The higher um, frequencies like gratitude do require some obedience to the laws and principles of the universe, though. And what that means is that we have to walk in the soup of the frequencies we all live in in mass consciousness and remember to be grateful or remember to do uh, things that will bring us up to another level. So when we're operating in this frequency of gratitude or we're operating in these higher frequencies, then we have the opportunity to reach more of the same. Does that work the same in the lower frequencies? It absolutely does. And this is an, another scientific fact that uh, when you say a thing, when, you, uh, uh, when you're expressing an idea, it takes 17 seconds for it to find a like idea. 
So if we are talking to someone who um, is in some level of judgment about something, where if they are frequently familiar with certain kinds of frequencies, when you talk to them and they start talking about an event or an activity that they have had some judgment on or they feel uh, someone has done them wrong, you'll find that within 17 seconds they've found another idea that's like that idea to reinforce what they're already talking about. It works in the opposite way too. So if you can uh, bring someone to a discussion about something that gives them light and makes them feel good and um, um, it's what, for instance, um, I'm often out and people are very generous and I find people often will say very kind things and they'll smile at me and then I'll say something back to them like, thank you for being so generous to me. What a lovely thing to say. Then all of a sudden the whole mood has changed because then they start thinking of other lovely things. I start having the same expression. There's a smile on my face. There's a smile on their face. And it's a self-perpetuating experience in whether you're going up a ladder or whether you're going down a ladder as relates to the numeric value of the particular frequency or thought that you're talking about. Hmm. So that kind of makes me think about how if our goal is, like for me personally, my goal is to start my day at a certain uh, level or frequency where I encourage only more of the same or more of the same positive high frequencies. So basically, are you saying that if we start at whatever frequency or we carry this one frequency that through us carrying that we attract to us more of the same type of frequencies, more of the things that are like that frequency in which we carry. Yes. And and there's actually a really excellent method that we do all the time. And that is if you speak the words that you would like to experience, eventually those words become as close into your reality as possible for it to be, because it's not always exactly that in the beginning, but if you speak only the words you want to experience and don't speak any words you don't want to experience, then your life can very quickly and very easily shift. And how much change you are willing to allow has everything to do with how quickly that manifestation takes place. So if you're willing to allow yourself to have an enormous change, then it can happen very quickly. But if, you're, uh, if your temperament is one where you like to take things slow, you like to examine them, then you'll experience the change in the same way. It's very much what you would like to do with your free will or what we all do when we free won't. Free will or free won't. What does that mean? <laughs> we, choose, you know, we live in a free choice universe. This universe is a free will, free choice universe. Whether we recognize it or not, we are making choices all the time to whatever degree that is possible within the confines of the mass consciousness, the third dimension, and all the other parameters. It still has power. It's still worthy of mentioning. So if we choose to change, to transform, to make a difference in our lives, if we decide that we will that we will make that when we're using our free will. Our lot of free won't. You say, well, what about if we go and eat something today? And they'll say, no, I want to just stay home and look out the window. I'm not feeling good. Then you say, what about if I call in food and we can have a lovely meal together and we can laugh and talk? And they say, oh, well, I don't think I want, I think I want to be alone. I want to be sad. That's free won't. (laughs) And it goes on and on. And all of us have experienced that. So as easily as you choose to do something, you can choose 
to, or should I say, as easy as you can choose to want to be happy and want to be in these high vibrations, you can choose not to or choose to be in the low vibration. Actually, <laughs> that reminds me of uh, for about maybe the last week or plus, I've I've been uh, missing out on my gym. I've been a little busy. So I've been telling myself that, okay, every night before bed, I'm going to do my push-ups. And for the last week, I've been telling myself that, but I've also been choosing not to, unfortunately. I've been choosing that as easily as I could choose to stop, take five minutes and do them, I've been choosing to say, oh, I'm tired, or oh, I don't feel like doing that, or I need to read this book, or I need to do this or that or that. So the same way you can choose to do something is the same power you have to choose to not do or choose to do something that is in opposition of what you want. Right, and we often call it procrastination. But, right. it's, it's, <laughs> but the, I like the free will or free won't kind of idea of it. And that's an excellent example to show how strengthening the life force expands the, you know, by, by doing things like going to the gym to choose to strengthen your life force, to expand the envelope of energy around the body, that this expansion can be revitalizing of your energy. And when that happens, you start to accumulate personal power, which gives you more power to do it even more. So instead of just deciding to go to the gym, you might decide to do a morning practice. We encourage people to have a morning practice, a spiritual practice every morning as another tool of transformation so that you can remove your investment. You can uh, take your investment out of the bank of denial and move it into. So all of this will can increase. And we see it literally with people who go to the gym or people who are running. We can literally see how their personal power increases. And the vitality around the body is obvious and visual to us. That's like the idea of the mind over matter. Yes. So, yes. so our mind, basically, which is we all are um, clear on this, that our minds is the most powerful force in controlling our experience. So basically, the same way we can put our minds to doing something physically, we can put our minds to experiencing something vibrationally or frequency-wise as well. Absolutely. And it's even, um, it goes a little deeper than that, but that's true. But to explain it a little bit more, um, the idea of so many of us have a lot of unfinished business. Like you have a thought that, you're going to do something and then you procrastinate or you free want it. Mm-hmm. And then you, it doesn't, and it ends up after uh, some period of time, it ends up being a built up construct of unfinished business. Speaking of unfinished business, we have to go into our, <laughs> our, our commercial break. So if you would, everyone stay tuned. We'll be right back in a couple minutes and we'll get right back to the topic. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. If you are hearing this, more than likely you were guided to this program by divine design. This is a trigger point for you to evolve into who you are originally meant to be, divine. You know intimately the feeling that something is missing, and you're right. We have been altered and disconnected from our supreme source, the divine. 
Presently, most humans have two active strands of DNA. Science verifies that there are 10 additional strands that are not connected. They call this junk DNA. This is where it gets interesting. We are barely using 20% of our brains because these 10 strands that they call junk are not connected. There is a purpose to everything that is created, including the so-called junk DNA. It would not be there if there were no purpose for it. DNA activation is a call to restoring ourselves to the original blueprint and original innocence. DNA activation helps connect back the additional 10 strands of DNA. This reconnection is possible through the etheric body, sometimes referred to as the light body, where off-world galactic genetic engineers oversee our reconnection at dnareplicate.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Transformation with Laota Rasul and Ahad Rasul. We'd love to hear from you on today's show. Call into 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Laota of the Sun at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. And we're back. So we were speaking about how we can take the we can take the opportunity to choose to experience what we want out of our lives through choosing the frequencies that we carry. And uh, I thought it was a good example about how when we start our day. If we interact with a certain frequency or we carry a certain frequency to start our day and the way that frequency works is that you have the you have the opportunity to interact with the frequencies that are closest to the one that you carry. So if we start our day with happiness, then throughout the course of our day, we have the opportunity to interact with the frequencies that's closest to happiness. But in order to start our day with that, we have to do something to choose to start our day with happiness. If we start our day neutral, then we allow ourselves to be subject to whichever frequency comes to us. So when we step out of our house, if the first thing we see is something that's of low frequency, then we allow ourselves to kind of go right into that. Or if we see ourselves or if we see something that is of a higher frequency, then we allow ourselves to carry in that direction, too. However, the choice is ours. When we start our day, when we start an interaction with another person, we start our interaction with ourselves, the choice is ours to have the experience that we want through what we give out, right? Absolutely. And I'm going to get a little bit back to before the break, we started talking about this idea of um, finishing unfinished business. And the this is the, the principle is that we often like comfortable falsehoods as opposed to um, disbelieving uncomfortable truth. So the belief does create our reality, and as a result, when we start our day, our belief system has everything to do with what we can, until we build up the muscle of that frequency being the place where we live, the new frequency being the place where we live, we're still operating with the beliefs that create our reality. And it's important to note that unfinished business, 
um, is something that if we could go back and complete, it would release enough life force that we can reclaim what is divinely ours. So when you say unfinished business, are you speaking of like the example what I was giving about you you choosing or you have this will to do something or be a part of something, however you don't actually do what it takes to make it happen? Procrastination, um, that's part of it. And another aspect of it is secrets. Another aspect of it is lies. These are all products of unfinished business. And it takes a lot of energy to lay in bed and think about going to the gym for 20 minutes and then to get up and after you've set the tone for that and then to free want it, to not do it. Mm -hmm. It takes energy because you've thought of it. So now you're resisting your own energy that you put forward to move forward to stand still, so to say. So, you know, if you're revving a car, you turn a car on Mm -hmm. and you're not going forward and you're not going back, but the car is using energy the whole time when... Because uh, you have decided to turn the car on. I'm going to talk about going to the gym. I'm going to the gym. I'm going to the gym. Or I'm going to go do this. Or I'm going to do go do that. Whatever that free will started. Then when you start using free won't, when you start procrastinating or you choose not to, then you've started a process of business that now is unfinished. And it requires energy just like a car idling. And when you access, when you complete the task, when you go to the gym, mm-hmm. then you have released and reclaimed the energy that you threw, that you sent out into the universe to start the action. So which gives you more power to take the next step. To do Absolutely. The next, ah, I see. So how can, how can we use this idea of frequency as a way of inter- when interacting with other people? When people, especially when we go on to our daily lives, we go into our jobs or we go to school or whatever everyone's a part of, how do we interact with frequency where other people's frequencies do not affect us or we don't feed into them? How is it that we, what are we supposed to set the tone? And if so, what gives our frequency more weight than their frequency? How does that work? Well, it's, that's a really excellent and good question because that frequency works that way. Sometimes you'll see a person walking down the street and you'll see their face and the expression on their face will let you read the subtle energy that's going on in their mind or what's happening in their thought pattern. And if they don't smile or they're not, they're looking frowning, Mm -hmm. then you automatically, if you don't make a point of counteracting it, you automatically receive the frequency that you have perceived from the expression on their face. So the way to, and it happened because frequency is contagious, just like the flu. It's contagious on the high level and on the low level. So this is something that happens all the time. We'll walk into a store, we'll be walking down the street, and we'll perceive an expression on a person's face. It automatically takes us to a frequency. And then within 17 seconds, we may have, if we're still looking at them, Mm -hmm. we may have another like thought about how they look sad or unhappy or how they don't look nice or I don't think I want to talk to them or I don't want to react. And it goes on and on and on and on. You know, in our society, we are so cavalier about not only how we look at a person's face and what we think, but also the ideas of things we say, things that come out of our mouths, the frequencies that we're producing by the sounds that are coming out of our mouths. Like we often will say, I'll see you later. I'll call you tomorrow. I'll get back to you. 
um, I'll get, I'll catch up with you and we'll finish this or you make dates or you say things that are from the power of your own will that don't have to be said. But once they're said and if they're incomplete, that also is unfinished business. And the way to uh, regain the power that has been lost by through putting out a partial idea, it's like a, a fragment of a thought to complete that thought to uh, bring it into resolution, we can go back and we've told people, well, you know, a year ago we were going to get up with them and do something or speak to them about something or follow up. You can still do it and reclaim the energy because it's very important that we have them, that we pay attention to not only our frequencies and what the frequency does. When you say something in that cavalier fashion to someone, then they have an expectation. Then you become the generator of negative, a negative experience for them when it's not fulfilled. It's a fragment that was left dangling and it hasn't been satisfied or fulfilled. And that is why the energy needs to be complete. And this has everything to do with frequency because you have then used your frequency to produce a frequency in someone else that um, may have been a lower frequency than what was intended or an incomplete or fragmented frequency. And the same thing happens with secrets, holding on to secrets. So this puts the, or this stresses the importance of our ability to master ourselves and be in control, should I say, of the things that come from us, the way we are, the way we come off to people, the way we come off to, the way we speak to ourselves first, of course, and then the way we speak to others, the way we, the things we do, because every single thing we do has an impact on all the rest of the other life around us, whether it be the children, whether it be grown ups, whether it be the nature, whether it be the the chair you're sitting in. You know, I've heard you speak countless times on how you can speak with your food. You can speak positive things into your food and speak it into having the experience for your body the way you want. So this is all uh, the examples of frequency and putting these frequencies out. Absolutely. And also, um, not only is the frequency what we say, it's what we're thinking. So when we make light of something, like if we say, oh, I was just kidding with them. I wasn't really going to get back. It's just an expression. We are in investing. We're like putting all of our our goodies, all of our emotional money, all of our spiritual money, and we're investing it in the bank of denial. So we need to recognize and accept that what we say can and will manifest, whether it manifests as a fraction or as a dangling uh, fragment or it can manifest as a complete idea that doesn't require any energy, any incomplete energy that weakens our, our spiritual position. So, Okay, everyone. So the only way to be in control of and in harmony with what you want and the frequency that you put out is to take full responsibility, right? This is basically what we're speaking about here is taking full responsibility. So that means from the little things you do to the big things, from the way the facial expression you give someone to the the false promise of I'll talk to you later you give someone or all these different things. You know, when you're joking with your friends and you say, I hate you, all of these little things, we have to take accountability and responsibility for everything we put out if we want to take 
uh, or if we want to have the experiences coming to us that we want, we have to first take responsibility for what we put out. That's absolutely true. You know, we need congruency for growth. And um, our lives, often people think, well, my life is one thing, my spiritual life is another thing, but your life is your spiritual life, and your soul's growth is significant and important. If we decide to abandon the form of positions that we held that produce negativity, then we become part of a solution to heal and help ourselves and others and everyone around us instead of feeding into the spiritual poverty that exists in all the areas of civilization. So these small things, when we recognize them, often when I speak about things like this, people really have never given it any thought because it's so prevalent in our experience. So one of the uh, things that we want to do is find alternate ways to experience the truth beside the way that everyone else is doing and what we've been taught. So we can find other alternative truths to see. We can find the truth in everything if we look into it. It's important not to be, not to view our lives from the shallow end of the pool, mm. but to look more deeply into things. Yes, ma'am. You know, something that had me so excited about the opportunity to be a part of this show was the fact that we was actually going to, or we are, speaking about every topic that we speak about from the perspective of each person taking their lives into their own hands. And to me, as for some reason, that rings so true to me, and that, that has such a strong effect on me as a person because I want to never have to make an excuse for why something happened in my life. I want to be in complete uh, harmony with the, the thoughts and the things that I want to happen. I want that to come to fruition in the physical. So if I think it, I want to see it come to existence in the physical. And I don't want to be able to have anything to say about why that couldn't happen because of someone else or because of something else outside of me. So I would like to either do it or agree that it be done. And that's for every aspect in my life. So I think that's just so, so much of a blessing that we can understand frequency from the perspectives of what we can do. And every topic that we're going to speak about for every week going forward, it's about starting with us, starting with ourselves. So if each of us think about the things that we want to be putting out and the things we want to be experiencing and how we can consider all these, each topic for each week, how we can consider these things as tools, as a way to help us get, reach this, this experience in life that we're looking for. I think it's just going to, it's just such a blessing. So, um, I agree. And I'm, I often say this to you, you know, the idea that we are so free that, um, we choose bondage. You know, we are so free that we can make choice in this free choice universe. We can decide how we will present ourselves. And sometimes we imprison ourselves. We, we wrap ourselves up in bondage because we're not looking at wonderful ways that have not been presented to us to see the truth. <laughs> that, not to take us off the topic, however, that example you just gave or that principle you just said just jumped out at me about relationships and the way that we experience relationships because I know if not for everyone I know a lot of people in my age range we 
we look at relationships in such a way where even though there's so many good things about it and we value the person, we might adore the person we're in a relationship with, it has this effect on us where it feels like bondage. (laughs) However, it's funny because we're choosing it. Nobody is making us do that. Nobody has put us in a predicament where we have to. It's all by choice. Right. And maybe if we tweak the way we look at it, we tweak the way we act in it, it won't feel so so like such a jail, like such a <laughs> such like we're locked down, so to say. Well, you know, it's interesting because um we lose our congruency or our geometry and become disorganized in the lower emotional environments. And often these love affairs are um, the opposite of love affairs. (laughs) (laughs) They're disorganized emotions and we're losing all of our organization, our congruency and our um, geometry, so to say. And then that leaves us at loose ends and we feel that we're moving into depression. And of course, you know, I'm going to end this by saying the opposite of depression is not happiness. It's vitality, which is what we're talking about, gaining, enhancing, and becoming more powerful within our own energy field. Wow. Well, on that note, we're going to go ahead into the break. And on the other side, we have a transformational story for everyone. All right. Visionary. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. If you are hearing this, more than likely you were guided to this program by divine design. This is a trigger point for you to evolve into who you are originally meant to be, divine. You know intimately the feeling that something is missing, and you're right. We have been altered and disconnected from our supreme source, the divine. Presently, most humans have two active strands of DNA. Science verifies that there are 10 additional strands that are not connected. They call this junk DNA. This is where it gets interesting. We are barely using 20% of our brains because these 10 strands that they call junk are not connected. There is a purpose to everything that is created, including the so-called junk DNA. It would not be there if there were no purpose for it. DNA activation is a call to restoring ourselves to the original blueprint and original innocence. DNA activation helps connect back the additional 10 strands of DNA. This reconnection is possible through the etheric body, sometimes referred to as the light body, where off-world galactic genetic engineers oversee our reconnection at dnareplicate.com. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to Transformation with Laota Rasul and Ahad Rasul. We'd love to hear from you on today's show. Call into 1-866-472-5795. That's 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to Laota of the Sun at gmail.com. Now, back to our show. And we're back for our last segment of Transformation. At this point, we're going to, which we will do every week, have a special 
treat for everyone. We have a transformational story, which we'll play in just a moment. And this transformational story is from someone who has taken their transformation of their life into their own hands and has tried all these different tools that we have available, plus many, many more that we're learning about and we look to extend to everyone. So at this moment, we'll go ahead and play our transformational story. Everyone enjoy. Welcome, Nataki, to our stories of transformation today. Nataki is calling in from Atlanta, Georgia, with her story, her personal story of transformation. Welcome, Nataki. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm grateful to be a part of this program to share my story. Well, we can't wait to hear it. Um, You tell us um, what was the circumstances leading up to your transformation. Well, again, you know, I've always felt as though uh, I've started to become aware of things changing in my life and realizing that things, reality just wasn't meeting up, something was wrong, something was different. But the one event that I would say um, really sparked my transformation was a knock on the door on a Friday morning, the Friday before Memorial Day weekend. And the night before, I slept so well. As a matter of fact, I must have slept the best sleep that I've had in, the, in, in my 50 years. But that knocked on the door that Friday morning in May of 2012 changed my life forever. When I heard the knock on the door, it was a big bang, and it woke me out of my sleep. I grabbed my pajama top and looked out the window, and I saw marshals and a bunch of other people. And, again, for a moment, I was a little shaken because I didn't know what was going on. So I threw on some sweatpants and ran down to the door, and then it dawned on me, oh, it's about the house. So I immediately went down to my office, grabbed my documents, my paperwork, and, again, trusting in authority, I opened the door a little bit just to give the officer my information, and he placed his foot in the door, and then he pushed the door open, and all of a sudden, all these strangers came into my home, and at that time, my whole reality changed. Everything that I felt sacred and valued to me or valuable to me was now being placed on the outside of of my home, on the lawn. And at that time, I felt a metamorphosis going on because I'm looking at all these people around me and all these things happening around me, and I'm trying to stay focused on the marshal who had, you know, the marshals who had guns on them and guns on their, and their hands on their guns. And so I'm trying to look at them and explain to them what's going on. And uh, all of a sudden, I realized that Life for me is changing. So I surrendered to that moment, and I began to detach from every possession that I felt valuable and sacred to me, and I began to focus on this marshal. And I said, well, if I have to go down and talk to the judge, I said, I'm not leaving the house like this. And he said, standing with me in my bedroom closet, well, you can't grab any of your clothes. And I said, well, I haven't done anything wrong. I'm not leaving like this. And so I began to undress right in front of him. And then I walked out. I grabbed my laptop, my, my documents, my, my binder with my documents. 
And as I walked out the door, my neighbors told me, don't worry. Don't worry. We're going to be here. We're going to, we got you. Don't, don't worry. Just go down and see if you can get this stopped. So, of course, I went down to the courthouse, and the judge was not available until about 4 o'clock, and then he denied um, stopping the eviction. So I went back to my land, and at that time, my house stood there vacant. Fortunately, everything on the ground was picked up. I mean, there was not even a shred of paper on the ground. My neighbors had were champions. They were like my guardian angels, and they had picked up everything off the ground and stored them in their garages and their homes. And it was uh, my so my 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 possessions were spread amongst five houses. So that night, I stayed at the hotel, and while I was there at the hotel, I began to wonder what's going on. I was traumatized. I couldn't imagine, at the age of fifty, experiencing having this type of experience. Because I'd done all the right things. You know, I was brought up a Christian in a church. I went to school. I was an A-B student. I was a good student. You know, honor roll student. I continued my education, got my college degree, um, even and went on with my career and then went on to pursue my master's degree. And at the time of this event, I was a teacher. I was teaching on the collegiate level. So on that Tuesday morning, still living out of the trunk of my car, I had to go back and teach in front of my students. And so while I'm teaching them, I'm having this experience while I'm teaching with the degrees and all done all the right things, and yet I'm homeless. So this was a very traumatic experience for me. And over the next several months, I was in and out of different people's homes. And um, this became so traumatic for me because... The friends that I've known for 10, 15 years began to act differently. They, were, they now seem as though they were afraid of me because I was standing on my truth and I was standing on my sovereignty. They began to look at me differently. And so now this made me, I was disappointed and angry. And I really didn't know how to deal with all these emotions. And so by December, I was speaking with a friend and I sounded very exhausted and exasperated. And he said, you need to speak with Leota. And without a doubt, I said, okay. And I called, and she scheduled uh, a counseling session with me. And immediately after that counseling session, I felt relieved. Because I understood then, based on the session, that people began to see me differently because I was different. And they were afraid. And at that moment, I began to forgive, forgive myself, forgive them, and I felt more at ease. And then in, December, in January, I had my DNA activation done. Now, I was really excited about my DNA activation, so much so that I was actually in my classroom. Uh, I let my students go early that night, and I was <laughs> in between the closets and the floor of my classroom uh, participating in the DNA activation. And I didn't immediately sense a difference, but then after doing, over the next couple of months, I began to feel more energized. I began to feel like a release of all programs and illusions of security being released. And so 
prior to me being displaced from my home, I wanted to leave Georgia, but again, I didn't have the perfect plan. I didn't have enough money. At least I thought I didn't have enough money. I didn't have the perfect plan. I didn't know where I was going to go. So I was just trying to deal with things with the house and trying to figure things out. After my DNA activation, I did leave Georgia doing a break. And when I got the call to come back for the beginning of the next session, I said, no, I'm not coming back. I said, I'm out here now. I don't have any plans. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know if I have enough money, but I'm not going back. Not now. And so I realized, I became aware that after the DNA activation, I began to feel less afraid of the unknown. I allowed things to unfold. I began to trust more the universe. And my experience then began to be almost magical. I lived on the beach for six months. I never thought I'd be able to live on the beach. I lived on the beach for six months. I met people who were uh, from different ethnicity, uh, from different culture and backgrounds, but yet I felt like they were my family. I even had a more uh, enjoyment of, of just even not knowing what was going to happen. And I still now live out of the trunk of my car. Everything I have is in the trunk of my car. <laughs> and I think I'm more happier than people with houses and, and, and material possessions and, and uh, a whole bunch of things. Because I realized that those things were just a false sense of security. And all the other programs began to just release. The programs of the educational programs, the education, the programs of authority, of government, of religion, all those things just began to just begin to release from me. And I felt more secure in who I am. And not knowing what the next moment will bring is okay. I, I feel so much secure in just not even knowing but just allowing to be present in the, in the moment. And so that's, that's what my experience has, led, has, has given me after the DNA activation. And I am just always just thrilled about what the universe is unfolding next. Well, thank you so much for an inspiring story. I think so many people are concerned with these ideas of security and um, your evolution and transformation from where you were on that fateful day till now is truly remarkable. Is there any last words you'd like to say to our listening audience before we end our conversation today? Just to let go and, 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 and trust, trust yourself, trust the universe, um, seek truth. And it will be revealed. And it does mean some time that you have to break away from all the, everything that's been told to you. And that's what I did. And I'm living a life that's a, a life of joy, a life of fun, a life of excitement. Um, and it's magical. Well, thank you thank very you. much for sharing your magic with us today. We are so happy that well, you shared your story of transformation and we look forward to hearing from you in the future thank you nataki we're so happy that nataki shared her story with us today because it really speaks to the frequencies uh, the lower frequencies of fear and the things that um, many of us have the same kinds of experiences there are many 
um, people who are listening today who have lost their properties and who have been confronted with authority in a way that it's difficult to manage, even though they have been told that they did all the right things, they followed all the directions and um, had expectation that that would protect them. But the reality is, is how we think is what protects us. And um, this is a triumphant story of someone who is no longer in denial and no longer in the misbelief that if you go to college that it's somehow going to protect you from losing your house or anything else. So it was a very brave story. We're so happy that Nataki shared it with us and we hope that many people will be uh, positively affected by her story of transformation. Yes, ma'am. We'd like to thank everyone for joining us today as well. And I would like to let everyone know that you can visit our website at www.dnareplicate.com. Find out a lot more information on the products and services that we have available. And if you'd like to send us an email with questions, comments, concerns, anything you have to say, feel free. Our emails are laotaofthesun at gmail.com. That's L-A-O-T-A of the sun, O-F-T-H-E-S-U-N. That's at gmail.com. And mine's is and mine is Ahad of the Sun. It's A-H-A-D. Of O F the Sun, T H E S U N at gmail.com. Once again, thank you everyone, and until next week, in Lakesh. We thank you for tuning into Transformation. Please join Laota Rasul and Ahad Rasul for another edition of the program next Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Have a positive, life-changing week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Hi, I'm Rick Osick with Famous Footwear. Did you know that premature birth is the number one killer of babies? That's why we support the March of Dimes in the fight against premature birth. Join us in supporting cutting-edge research, treatment programs, and outreach to help moms have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Learn how you can help save babies' lives at marchofdimes.org. 
The Voice America Live Events page is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 6417. 